What is up, Hoopers, Analytics, Bad Guys, Bucket Getters, Boosters, Blue Bloods, and New Bloods? On today's episode, we have a very special guest, San Francisco guard, Khalil Shabazz. We're going to get at his story coming out of Seattle, one of the great Seattle guards, asking what it's like to come from such a hotbed of talent. We're going to hear what his hopes are for the Dons this season, how they plan on adjusting with some big changes on the roster and the coaching staff, and a lot, lot more. Should be fun. All right, joining us today, a very special guest, recently picked to be a WCC all-conference player, the starting point guard, the scoring wonder, three-level scorer, Khalil Shabazz joining us today. Khalil, thank you so much for coming on. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, you were uh, a four-time letterman at Rainier Beach. Um, you went to the state title every, pretty much every single year you were there, right? Like all four years? Yeah. And yep. y'all won twice. Um, what was that experience like walking the halls that so many Seattle legend basketball players walk before you? Oh, man, it was dope. Definitely motivation, uh, just knowing that, you know, guys who came before me just laid the foundation and, you know, had the stomp of grounds going crazy. So being able to walk those halls and be able to, you know, be a part of history and be legendary by winning state and, you know, having records and things like things like that was just super, uh, super dope, man. I was super grateful and then happy I went to Rainer Beach for sure. Who were like some of the other, because there's so many great players that come from Seattle, so many great guards. Who were like some of the guys that you would go toe-to-toe with with Rainier? Uh, like an open gym or like practice or like? Any and all above. <laughs> oh, man, every pro that ever went through Rainier Beach always came back. We had open gyms together. So I, I always played against Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson. Um, I went to school with with my older brother, Shadisha Shabazz, uh, DeJounte Murray, Kevin Porter. Um, yeah, man, we played against pros every day in uh, open gym and practice. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could go down the whole list of guys I went against. Yeah, and, and you were up in Seattle during the Pro-Am events that uh, uh, Jamal Crawford and the crossover ran. Can you kind of explain to folks that don't know how important Jamal Crawford is to Seattle hoops? Oh, I call him the godfather. He, <laughs> he When it comes to basketball, he, like, runs Seattle. And, like, rightfully so. He does so much, like, obviously in the eyes of the media, but he does so much behind the scenes that a lot of people will probably never know about. Um, he's helped guys get to college. He's helped guys get pro contracts. Um, he's even helped kids, you know, just be able to, like, have a conversation with a guy like him. You know, it's a, a lot of motivation. It just, you know, allows you to, like, really see that a dream like the NBA is reachable as long as you put in the work and, you know, do all the things you need to do. But just having somebody who you can easily have a conversation with, you know, he gives his number out to anybody. Um, he's willing to help and lend a helping hand. So, um yeah, man, he he he's done so much for Seattle. We can never repay him for sure. They got to put a uh, they got to build a statue for him somewhere uh, by Rainier Beach or downtown Seattle somewhere for sure. What was it about Seattle? Do you think that makes it such a hotbed for for such high level talent? Um, I think. I mean, you know, every a lot of places have hoopers. You know what I mean? Like every city got guys who can really go. But I think the thing that 
makes Seattle so special is that we're just like tight knit and we're close knit. Like if guys make it to the NBA, they don't forget where they came from. If guys make it to, you know, college like myself and, you know, really successful, we always go back in the summers, you know, we, we want to um, extend the helping hand to the guys coming up. Cause growing up for me, I had that, I had the Nate Robinsons, I had the Jamal Crawfords. So that allowed me to, you know, see that as possible. So we just got to keep the train going and just know that like, you know, no matter how big or how successful we get, we always got to go back and give give back to the kids, man. So um, I think that's what makes us so special. And anybody who's not from Seattle that comes to Seattle, you can feel that, you know, like when Trey Young and um, John Collins came, when, you know, um, Aaron Gordon, LeBron James, Jason Tatum, all these guys are coming, Paul George, Kyrie, KD, Kobe, you know, all these guys come to Seattle for the Pro-Am. You could feel that it's just like a family-oriented uh, community. So, um, yeah, just just keeping that up and just staying close-knit and, you know, always willing to help. It, it feels like there's, like, almost a prototype of a Seattle guard. Just going down the list of, as you mentioned, Kevin Porter, Jonte Murray, yourself, Peyton Silva. It, like, this level of passion and aggression that you don't see out of everyone. Can you? What do you think it is? What do you think makes a Seattle guard uh i think we're all we're all just dogs man because like you know we know that we got hoopers you know we know all the guys that have gone to the nba and, and things like that but we still feel like we're overlooked you know when it comes to the country you know when the people talk about the um you know the basketball cities they bring up you know new york dc uh la um you know some cities in texas uh wherever you know but we feel like Seattle's never been in that conversation, regardless of the fact that we have so many guys in the NBA currently and, you know, in the past and some so many of these high level players, you know, we just have the number one pick and Paulo, um, Tari Eason, Marjan Bochamp, you know, we got three guys who are first rounders, you know what I mean? Just coming from the same area. So, um, yeah, man, we just always feel like we're under the radar and just overlooked. So we just all have that dog in us where we just want to show the world, you know, what our city brings to the table. And that's instilled in all of us, for sure. If you're building a Seattle starting five, uh, it can be uh, anybody from any era. Who's who's your starting five? Are they five guards? <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. And that's the thing, though. Like, we don't really have we don't really have a lot of, you know, big guys. You know, we, we're really a guard city. So, um, oh man, I will not take this Spencer Haas slander, sir. <laughs> Spencer, no, that's my guy. Spence is nice. Like, don't get it twisted. Yeah. Spence is nice. He's one of the nicest guys, um, you know, to come out of Seattle for sure. Uh, man, it's um, not easy. It's 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 tough, man. I'm gonna go. Am I including myself? Include yeah, absolutely. Is, include yourself. All right, I'm including. Oh man. No, 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 no. I'll be, I'll be six men. I'll be six men. I'll, I'll go. My brother Shadisha Shabazz. Uh, I'll go Nate Rob at the two. Um, man, so many guys. Uh, we'll go. We'll go Jamal. We'll go Jamal at the three. Uh, that's a lot of handles already. That's a lot of sure. handles. Uh, and my brother, he could just play defense. Like if you don't, if you guys don't know, he's one of he's probably the best defender to come out of Washington. Period. Like he's still playing college ball, isn't he? 
he just finished up last year. He took okay. um, his team was the worst team in the GNAC. Uh, he went to Alaska, uh, Alaska Fairbanks. Um, his team was the worst team in the GNAC, and he took them all the way to Sweet Sixteen. So, um, yeah, no, he he's by far the best defender to come out of Washington. So I'll go right. him, Nate Rob. Uh, we'll go Jamal. We'll throw Apollo in there because we need some size, and then a guy by the name of uh, C.J. Giles played at Kansas. See, we'll throw I, him at, I remember we'll throw him at the five. So yeah, I'll go. And then you know the bench, the bench is gonna go crazy. But you know that's, that's <laughs> I I gotta yeah. ask, how much would it mean if Adam Silver announces the Sonics are coming back to Seattle anytime in the next year, two years? They're they said is it's it's in the works already. So. Um, man, that'll mean that'll mean the world to us, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, even watching, like, going to storm games. I went to a couple storm games when I just went home, and like, the atmosphere is just crazy. Oh, you know, just, they're wild, yeah, yeah, it's wild, bro. Like, and that's for a WNBA game. So, mm-hmm. just imagine for an NBA game, you know what I mean? And like, um, just I remember just growing up going to um Sonics games and like just remembering how, like crazy those games was with Sean Kemp and you know all those guys doing what oh, they yeah. do. Um you know Rashard Lewis, Ray Allen, KD, Russ, all those guys. But um yeah man it's, it would mean the world to us bro. That's all we want. That's all we want. We got all the professional teams. We got the Seahawks, the Manners, the Storm, the you know we got the Kraken. We got every <laughs> professional yeah. team. We just need that NBA team and we'll be happy. And we'll show you guys exactly why we needed a team all these years. Bring back the Sonics. You, you mentioned you mentioned your brother just being like one of the best defenders out of Seattle. Is that why you're such a good player at getting your shot off and finding finding a way to get to your spot? Is because should he just made your life hell? Oh yeah, no, for sure. You know, we we don't had too many one on one battles. Um, you know, we all we're brothers, so we always talk smack. You know, with our with our college teams or with our AAU teams or whatever. Um, yeah, man. So I, I asked where I got my defensive intensity from, honestly, you know, from going to Rainier Beach and then just, you know, him being my brother. Like he has a, a 10 minute video on him just getting steals on YouTube and it got a million views. So everybody in Seattle knows what's up um, when it comes to him. But, yeah, I definitely could credit my defense and, and my um, my bucket abilities uh, to him for sure. So you went to CWU in yep. 20, 2018. Um, that kind of helped springboard you into D1 athletics at San Francisco. What what was what do you think draw uh, you draw from your time in Ellensburg that kind of helped drive you today? Like what what about that experience took you to that next level? Um, just having that constant chip on your shoulder. I still have it on my shoulder to this day. But you know, just coming out of high school and not getting recruited at all, and knowing that you know I had the capability and the ability to play you know, at the division one level, yet no school is showing no interest, no offers, or anything like that, especially when I'm seeing all my friends going to high major schools. Um, it was definitely tough. And like, I remember countless nights, you know, at Siwoo, just going to the gym by myself, um, working out by myself, just really wanting to prove why I should be at this level. And um, it showed in my play, you know, throughout the whole year. So especially being a freshman going from not even supposed to play. I was supposed to redshirt my freshman year. They told me, um, wow. you know, we think we're just going <laughs> to sit you out. We're going to see how you do in these couple scrimmages. And, you know, we're thinking we're just going to redshirt you. And I'm just like, all right, bet. 
And then the couple of scrimmages. <laughs> a couple of scrimmages <laughs> happen. And they're yeah, like, oh, wow. He's, he's the entire offense. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I came off the bench. I was like the eighth man off the bench. Came in, changed the energy of the game. Um, and then we went up to a tournament actually down here in Cali. And, um, you know, when you, you can still register after you play a couple games, you know, there's like a certain amount of limit uh, that you minute a limit of minutes that you can play. So they were just going to throw me in the first couple of games, see how I do. And in the first game, I had 27 off the bench. So then they were like, yeah, you're going to start for the rest of the year. He's him. He's him. <laughs> yeah. And then that's how that went. So, yeah, man, just having that chip on my shoulder. Um, that's I would say that's the most that I took from being at Seawolf. So recently, as as recent as this year, you you played in your first NCAA tournament game with the Dons. Um, it's a goal that you know everybody, especially in these mid major ranks, has to to be able to go to the dance and pr- like it's it's just a crowning accomplishment. Um, yeah. Is there a difference for you uh, in the in that NCAA game than maybe a regular college basketball game? Like, is the energy just completely different? Um. Definitely. You can like, like when you get to March, you know, you're in March, you know, like besides like we've played in NBA arenas, you know, we play in the Chase Center every year. We played in um, the Phoenix Arena. You know, we played in NBA arenas, so it's not that. But I don't know, just seeing that March Madness on the court and just knowing that you get one chance at this. Like there's so many teams that and so many guys who play college basketball who have never seen March Madness and never will. You know, so, you know, not taking that opportunity, you know, taking advantage of it, but just knowing that, like, man, we get one shot at this and we got to just give it our all, regardless if you're making shots or not, just play your hardest and, you know, live with the result. So uh, you definitely feel the energy, man. It's it's crazy. It's like it's like you're in the NBA um, and, you know, the whole world's watching every single game, every play everything you do. So it's not even that it's like pressure, but it's just like, you know, like what time it is. Like we, we got to go now. It's now or never. Yeah. And it was like such a travesty for you guys to go up against Murray state two mid majors that yeah, every exactly. single stadium would be rooting for you guys instead of the other team. And right. then they just had to get the two funnest backcourts up against each other. It was wild. Right. Right. And yeah, no, that was crazy. That game was fun though. That yeah. You, fun. You and Jamari Bouye kind of, you know, you've been you've been attached for a while. You kind of came up together with the Dons. Um, what is it like to see him get a taste of that success, to move to the next level, to, you know, advance to the next stage of his career? Oh, that means everything, bro. Because I know, you know, JB don't talk. He's real quiet. He <laughs> likes to just hoop. Uh, hold on, sorry. Um, oh, you're back. I was going to call. Sorry. My back. Oh, you're good. Yeah. You're back. I bet. Um, you know, he's quiet. JB's real quiet. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk. He doesn't, he just goes about his business when it comes to court. So, um, yeah, man, and we've been through so many games, so many nights, and we always talk about, you know, our dreams and making it to the NBA and things like that. So, um, unfortunately, he wasn't drafted, but, you know, we all got together for his little draft party, and, you know, he kind of announced that he was going to sign with the Heat for Summer League, and it just brought tears to my eyes, man, because, like, a lot of people, like, the outside world don't know how many hours you really put in and blood, sweat, and tears when it comes to you, like, trying to make this dream a reality. So just being able to, like, you know, it wasn't what we wanted it to be, but just knowing that he has the opportunity to even t- 
touch the league or be affiliated with the league is crazy. So like, yeah, man, when he told us, man, I just start crying. Like we had a little moment and he's been playing good. You know, he played mm-hmm. 38 minutes the other night. Um, and yeah, man, he has a real chance. So he just got to keep working and, you know, he'll get that opportunity for sure. So how do you see? Oh, you go ahead. uh, Okay, I was just gonna ask. uh, 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 This isn't a heavy question or anything, but so like seeing him accomplish his dreams uh, and and being in his circle as a close friend of his, how hyped were you to be able to be like, okay, he's playing in Miami. He's not playing Indianapolis. I got to go visit him in Miami. I don't have to go (laughs) up to Indianapolis. You know, he's on the Jazz. You know, right, right. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's dope, man. I gotta um. One of my best friends that I grew up with since we was like four years old, he plays for the Dolphins. So now I got two reasons to go to Miami. So yeah, man, it's 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 real dope, man. I'm happy you got in a good spot. How do you see your role changing this year with the Dons? You know, Bouye did a lot. He he was a big part of that offense. And now, and, and not that you weren't a big part either, obviously you were. But this kind of like the usage rate, the amount of attention that he would draw, you know, from opposing defenses, stuff like that. How does that change your fit with the Dons here? Uh, It changed slightly, I think. Um, You know, when it came to me and JB, you know, we're definitely a a backcourt tandem. And, you know, if it wasn't my night, it was his night. And then if it was both our nights, then it was scary. But, um yeah, no, just, you know, stepping into the role more so. I was always more so the vocal leader because, like I said, JB doesn't really talk, so that's not going to change. But um, stepping into more of, like, the ball handler, uh, the playmaker, um, still being aggressive offensively in the sense of scoring, but still being able to, you know, get my teammates more involved, get them open, put them in the right spot so they can be successful. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Not too, too much is going to change, but – um, definitely stepping into more so that role that he had last year where more of the attention is on me. Um, it should actually be easier to, you know, get my teammates more involved. So, yeah. So how, how has it been so far uh, integrating Tyrell into that position of being your tandem teammate? Because you, you instantly can see comparisons in terms of having two uh, offensive maestros back together still. Yeah, no, for sure. That ties my guy. You know, we've been, uh, you know, getting real acquainted, you know, just kind of learning each other's game through practice. Um, you know, he'll bring the ball up. I'll bring the ball up. You know, it doesn't really matter. Um, we're both learning our offense, learning, you know, all positions and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited, man. It should be fun. You know, I never really play with, you know, a guard like him, you know, where we're both like undersized, like scrappy little uh, guards. You know, JB is a little taller, more athletic. Um so, yeah, man, I'm excited. It should be fun. And, you know, we're both pesk and dogs when it comes to defense. So that's going to be that's going to be a problem, too. And, yeah, man, it should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And after last season, you you had opportunities. You you looked at the portal and you came back and um, looking at preseason rankings, the Dons are still at the near the top around the top of the WCC. What about this San Francisco team, even with huge turnover, drew you to come back? Oh, man, I'll tell everybody this. It's just it's just home, man. Um, I've been here for the last – this is going on my fifth year. Um, I just know the ins and outs. I know the community. I know everybody. Um, I know the offense. I know the coaches really well. So it's just – it was home. And it was like I did consider leaving, you know, going to a Power 5 school. Um 
and doing the whole grad transfer thing. But I've just seen it happen so many times when people leave great situations thinking the grass is greener. And then when they get over there, it's turf and it's not real grass. You know, people just want to use you for as good as you are on the court. When for me, I'm really a relationship-based guy where I want people who care about me. You know, I want coaches who care about me, not just on the, oh, what can you do for me on the court? And then that'll, you know, determine our relationship. And I felt like that was the vibe I was going to get if I went, you know, across the country to a power five school or a different school. Um, and as my last year, man, this is the last go around to really do everything that I've ever wanted in college and, you know, chase my dreams to be able to make them a reality. So I didn't want to play with that. And this is by far the best decision for me. Yeah, Co- Coach Gerlison, this would be your your third coach at San Francisco during your time yeah. there. And yeah. and not for bad reasons. Like you usually you hear of a guy like, you know, going through three coaches is because the team was losing it. No, this is the opposite. San Francisco yeah. has bred great coaches every stage of the way. Yeah. What about his style made him the right guy to take over for, for Todd Golden? I mean, he was with us last year when we went to the tournament. You know, that hasn't happened since 98. And um, just him being a part of that, you know, gave him an edge. And what people don't know is he was like a big reason for our success. You know, he um, was our head offensive coach. So all of our offense that we ran, we had a bunch of new sets that we included at the beginning of last year that really worked for us. So um, having that and just him being able to like build the relationships the way that he does with people in the, you know, in the uh, San Francisco building or just people like across wherever the fans, the, the the equipment staff like wherever he's just really good at relationships and I think he built a strong relationship last year which made it very easy for him to just take the job this year so I look I took a look at your non-conference schedule for this season you play Arizona State UNLV Fresno Utah State Davidson Northern Iowa maybe even Wichita Um, any games in particular that you already got circled on the schedule that you're looking forward to Nah, not, not necessarily. You're just going to go out there and hoop, man. You know what I mean? Even in conference, there's not really games that I look forward to. I just, you know, one game at a time, get the job done, on to the next. It's business. For sure. All right, so we have some rapid-fire questions for you. I saw on the USF website that your two passions are bowling and rapping. I've, I've heard your EP. I want to know, though, how good of a bowler are you? I'm not like elite, but like <laughs> I, have, I have my days, man. I have my days where I can go crazy. Uh, I think ever, my highest, my highest you, is probably like two oh nine, two eleven, somewhere around there. Two oh nine is good, man. That's I mean, really have you have you ever had a turkey? That was yeah. like my crowning achievement was getting a turkey. I was like, yeah, I, that's, that's light. It. I'm we, good. Yeah, oh, that's light. Before. Thanks, man. But, yeah, we've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. Uh, I'm not. No, nah, don't get it. I'm not getting 209s every single time. But my highest is 209. Uh, great. Um, rap wise, uh, Lil ba- Bazzy. If you haven't listened, you can catch it on SoundCloud. Listen to him on Spotify. Wherever you listen to music, who yeah. are your top five rappers? Artists or rappers? Okay. <laughs> You can go either way. Either way, because already you asking that question gives me way more confidence and and, and happy that I asked this question. (laughs) All right, we'll do do rappers. Um, So Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, Mm -hmm. rest in peace. Um, Mozzie, 
He's from out here, uh, the Bay, Sacramento. Um, G Herbo, Meek Mill, and Lil Bean. He's from San Francisco too. Those are my top five. Who's who's the best basketball player to rap? I think it's Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's either it's like I know Lil Dirk can hoop. I know Chris Brown can hoop. Lil Bean can hoop too. He used to hoop in college. Um, and he's actually came. I had him pull up to our open gyms, one of our practices. <laughs> he came up there and hooped with us. He he played all right. Um, and I think me can't hoop. I seen his jumper. And it's, it's treacherous. I see it's it's ugly. Uh I want to say is it Tory Lanez? No, nah, Tory Lanez can't hoop. Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez, like five so two. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna just go a little Dirk. Little Dirk, he's the best. He's the best hoop rapper. Would you, would you say Little Dirk is the rapper that most has a dog in him? Uh, in terms of rapping or just basketball? Basketball. Basketball. I mean, I don't know. I I had to see it with my eyes. I don't know if any of them have that dog in them. You know, they, <laughs> you know it's different. It's different. You know, there's, there's lanes to it. You know, I'm sure when it comes to rapping, they are who they are. But when you get on that court and you got a whole bunch of things you got to process in your mind, and you're trying to like win games because this is your livelihood, is is different. You know what I mean? But when you just out there, like when I'm in the studio, there's no pressure. You know, I don't have to make a living out of this. I'm just in there because I love music. But for them, it's the opposite. When they're hooping, it's just like, I'm out here because I love basketball and I just want to get some shots up. You know, it's different. So I don't know about the dog in them, but I'm sure, you know, they enjoy hooping. Uh, who do you listen to while you're like working out or before a game? It's mainly Meek Mill and um, Lil Bean. And who's who's the best Seattle rapper? Oh, man. I can't say, man. I got too many friends that that rap, and I support all of them, and they all filthy. Um, I think the most famous rapper right now, or at least on the on the rise, ah, oh, man, it's tough. Um, I'll go with Toupay, Toupay TK. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with 2000 baby. And then I'll go with my bro, uh, Isaiah Brown. He hooped at, um, he hooped at Lakeside all four years. He went to, uh, Northwestern GCU and, um, where'd he finish that? Weber state. Okay. And now he's a pro. He plays overseas. So I'll say him cause he, he's crazy. He got, he dropped the album in high school that like shut the city down. It was crazy, but um, yeah. Weber State basketball rapper has he has him and Dame connected at all? <laughs> we we try, man. Everybody asks that. We try to we try to like put it together, and uh, it hasn't happened yet. But I'm I'm sure it'll happen one of these days because he's actually a, t- a talented artist. He can rap, sing. Um, he got melodies like all type of stuff, and he knows how to. I think he's starting to learn how to make beats. Like he's doing everything. So yeah. His name's uh, Zay Wonder on Apple Music and Spotify. Dope. Uh, I had to ask this just because of your last name uh, from Seattle. Have you ever listened to Shabazz Palaces? I have not. No, I haven't. Okay, bro. It's like 
It's psychedelic jazz instrumentals with rap over it. It's trippy. It's it's not prototypical at all, but <laughs> worth a listen. I feel like it, it can spark some ideas. But Khalil Chabaz, thank you so much for your time. You can listen to his EP, Finding Myself, wherever you listen to music. We appreciate it, and we look forward to this season. Yes, sir. Thanks, bro.